Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place. Let's pray together this morning as we dig into God's Word. Father God, we, we do want to declare your praise. We do want to declare these things together, your power and your majesty, your glory, your justice, your holiness, your mercy, your love. God, you are good. God, you are in control. God, you are God. We bow before you this morning. We submit to you together, God. We desire to lift your name high, to bring you praise and worship. And God, we want to hear from you this morning too, Father. As we turn to your word this morning, God, we just pray that you would speak, that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear from you, that we would be challenged, that we would be encouraged, that we would be drawn deeper, God. Help us to see you a little more clearly, that we can follow you a little more closely and love you a little more deeply. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you again, worship team, for leading us to that place. And I don't know if there is anything else to say. I mean, Isaiah said it. This is what we're here to do this morning. We're going to talk about praise and worship and just do that. That's, that's the bulk of it right there. Uh, but how is everyone's practice of prayer going so far this summer? Averted gazes, hidden coughs. Pastor Scott challenged us morning, this morning, this summer we are talking about prayer. And Pastor Scott laid before us in that first week the challenge to try to dig into prayer in a deeper way. And he said kind of 10 minutes a day was, was the goal. But again, it depends where you're at in your prayer journey. Maybe you're like, well, 10 minutes would be cutting it back quite a bit. Well, dig a little further then. But for some of us, we maybe don't really think about prayer in a practical, active way really very often in our lives. And so that 10 minutes a day might be a huge challenge to us. And so wherever you're at, that's what we want to try to build this summer is that practice, that discipline of prayer, stepping into it in an intentional and a personal way, wherever you're at on that journey, whatever it looks like for you, what does it look like to take another step further, another step deeper into this prayer and be challenged and grow in our understanding of prayer and that discipline together. And a part of that journey is sharing that journey. That's not something we've talked about so far this summer, but I'd want to encourage you to maybe find a prayer partner. Somebody that can encourage you and challenge you in that journey. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's uh, a friend, maybe it's someone in your life, maybe it's someone here in the church, but someone to walk with you and encourage you and challenge you. And as we're building these disciplines, building these spiritual muscles together, it's important to share that journey together and be encouraged together. What are you praying for? Share those things with someone. It can be an encouragement, an inspiration to remember what is God speaking to you? How is he replying to those prayers? What are you learning? How are you growing? How are you being challenged? How has God answered your prayers? We need to hear these stories. We need to be encouraged and reminded together because it's so easy for us to forget or be discouraged, especially when God doesn't answer right away or when God doesn't answer in the way that we want Him to. And so to even say those things out loud to somebody else and especially to hear someone else's story can really bring us so much hope and life and encouragement. 
So I'd encourage you to share those stories with someone and share them with us here too. We want to hear the stories of what God is doing in your life, what He is speaking to you, how He is responding to you, how you're feeling Him move in those prayer times that we can experience together as a church family the movement of God's Spirit among us. Our God is alive. His Spirit is moving. He's speaking, and we need to listen to Him and feel His presence together. Amen? Amen. So I want to encourage you to continue to grow, to challenge yourself, to be challenged by God. To spend that time to dig in, again, even if it's just 10 minutes, to talk your heart and your hurts and your hopes out with your Heavenly Father. To listen to what He has to say to you. And for some of us that might be wildly unfamiliar or even uncomfortable, listening to God is a hard thing to learn and to understand what are my thoughts and His thoughts, what are, what's my imagination, at what point am I just weirdly sitting in silence. But it's a language and a skill like any other, a relationship like any other. And as you spend time getting to know a person's voice, you learn to know Him as you spend time with Him in His Word, with the body of believers, and in prayer and silence, talking to Him and listening. The Creator of the universe, the Creator of your heart wants to speak to you. And we need to be listening. So continue to take the time to dig in, to build those spiritual muscles, and let's see where God takes us together. But this morning, we're going to be continuing our study, our exploration of prayer, what it is and how we pray. And last week, we looked at a really important one, a really hard one and a really heavy one, a profoundly and deeply exciting and mysterious one. We talked about praying for healing. How God invites us to pray for healing. That He does heal. Our God heals. He has the power to heal. And we believe and we pray and we celebrate that fact that we have a God so gracious and powerful to respond to our physical needs. But we also acknowledge the reality that sometimes He doesn't. We pray and we believe and we know He can. And that can make it all the harder then when He doesn't. So I want to encourage you to continue to come together. To come forward. To, be pra- to pray and, and, and to be prayed for. And to let the church, your family, the body of believers come around you and support you and carry you as we walk through these incredibly hard and scary things together, trusting that God is in control and that He will ultimately bring us full and whole healing and restoration in eternity because He is good. Our God heals and He is good. Amen. And that's what we want to celebrate and explore this week is the practice of prayers of worship and praise. Just celebrating that our God is good. 
that He loves us. He cares for us, that He has forgiven us and brought us hope and new and abundant life. And it's a huge and important part of prayer, and it's something that we can kind of easily overlook even, just praying in worship and praise, declaring who God is, speaking truths about His nature and His character. It maybe feels like it doesn't count somehow. Because so often in prayer, we think that it's just about asking God for things, bringing our needs and our concerns to Him. And that is important. And He wants us to do that. That's good. But there is something hugely important in just declaring who God is too. Because as we do, as Isaiah identified today, he speaks to our hearts as we glorify him and praise him and worship him. We experience his spirit moving in our hearts and he responds to our submission and worship. It's amazing and profound. And scripture is filled with this practice. Especially the Psalms, just declaring the greatness and goodness of God and the power it can have in our lives as we do. Turn with me this morning to Psalm 145 together. It's a psalm of worship and praise, and we're going to read these words together and learn together how to pray in worship and praise through the words of this psalm. The book of Psalms is broken into five different books. And while there are lots of different kinds of psalms in each of the books, psalms of praise, psalms of repentance, psalms asking God for help, psalms of mourning or sadness, psalms of joy, book four and five in particular focus a lot on worship and praise. And it's here in these books that we can find lots of examples to use in our own prayer life. Using the words of these psalms to express the thoughts of our spirit. And Psalm 145 is one of those. It's a prayer of David expressing praise and worship to God and declaring His glory and majesty. Let's read this and even pray this together this morning. Psalm 145, he says, I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful work. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all, and He has compassion on all He has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. 
Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all He promises and faithful in all He does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up those who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and faithful in all He does. The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise His holy name forever and ever. Amen. Amen. How beautiful and profound it is to declare these things together. And that's what it is. That's what it means to pray in praise and worship. It means declaring who God is, speaking these truths out loud, burying them in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit. Because it matters. It's not just speaking into the void. When we pray in this way, we move the universe. We draw things into alignment with who God is. We are spiritual beings, and these words have a spiritual impact. And that impact is felt in a couple of ways. First, declaring who God is, declaring the glory of God is just good. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Creation is in its right and proper place when it declares God's glory. And it is what we were created for too. Far more even than the skies and the stars can because while they reflect God's glory, we can know it. These things, just by being, show how great and powerful God is, but we can see it and we can say it. And if we don't, God will let them too. In Luke 19, Luke records the story of the triumphal entry, and in it, the people are, are crying out, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And the Pharisees take issue with this. They don't like that the people are saying these things, and they say, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. They shouldn't be speaking like this. And Jesus says, I tell you, if they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. And I genuinely wonder if he's exaggerating. The power of God was present among them. Jesus was there and the stones would cry out the praise and glory and worship of who God is if they didn't. Our God is so much more 
powerful and glorious and beautiful than we can understand so beyond our ability to comprehend that his creation is just giving him glory and that's its natural place. We get to be a part of that, declaring the glory of God, worshiping and praising him is just good. And it changes everything. It changes us. We were created to worship, created to reflect who God is, made to glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. And when we do it, it is just good. But when we do, it changes us. Because when we do, it puts everything in perspective. Read Psalm 145 again on your own after this and tell me it doesn't put things in perspective for you. The things we hope for, the things we pray for, the things we need, the things we fear, our dreams, our goals, our hurts, our struggles. When we worship God, everything changes because when we declare that God is God and we are not, then everything makes sense. Praying just to bring God worship and praise will answer so many other questions and fears and hurts that you have because when we put God in his proper place and he shows us who he is and then who we are, everything is in order. When Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, he began with worship. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, you are eternal and your name is holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, you are in control and I desire your will here everywhere, always. Jesus invited us to pray in worship of our heavenly Father, starting with worship, putting God and ourselves in their proper places. Because everything else flows from that. Our needs and wants and hopes all change when God is first. So how do we do it? What do we do? What does it look like to pray in worship and praise? And it starts with Scripture. God is mysterious, infinite, eternal, unknowable, incomprehensible, so far beyond us, and yet He has told us who He is. He has not left us in the dark, and He wants us to know Him. And so He gave us His Word, the Word. We call it that because it's His words. His own words about us, about all this, and about himself. So start there. Read the Psalms. Pray the Psalms. The Proverbs. The words of the prophets. The words of Jesus. The 
see and read and know and, and pray who God is, what He has told us about Himself right back to Him. His glory and wonder and power, His nature and character, His love and grace and mercy and holiness, His justice and care. God, You are good. God, You are holy. God, You are love. God, You are life. God, You are in control and working all things for Your ultimate good, Your kingdom, Your purposes, Your mission, Your glory, not ours, Yours. Follow the example of David, the example of Solomon, the example of Isaiah and Elijah and Moses and Abraham. Read their words, hear their voices as they cry out to their God and our God that He is God, that He is in control and that He is enough. Scripture helps us to pray because it gives us the words to express what has been planted in our hearts by God Himself about who He is. And then, pray your own story back to Him because we worship God as He is revealed in our story too. He has told you who He is, He has given you the words, and then as you see Him work in your own life, you can bring Him worship. Scripture is full of this over and over and over again. The Scriptures call us back to the stories of what God has done to help us see who He is, what He is doing. Speak the truth from your own life, the things you have seen God do, the prayers He has answered, the ways He has spoken. We need to remember and we need to be reminded. Look at the way God speaks to His own people. Again and again and again, God reminds His people of what He has done, that He brought them out of Egypt, who brought you into the promised land, who brought you through the wilderness and provided for you there. He protected them and gave them victory and kept His promises. Again and again, Moses and the prophets call back to these stories, back to the things that we so easily forget because the problems we face today are always somehow bigger than the problems we faced yesterday. The hurts we experience now distract us from the blessings of the past. We are creatures of the present. And we need to work to remember. And God has shown us that He understands this. He knows us. He shows us how important it is that we do remember, that we set up these marker posts, that we raise up altars of remembrance for the things that God has done as His people did over and over and over again. The prayers that He has answered miracles that He has worked, the words that He has spoken, and the times that He has moved in our lives. We need to share our stories. We need to remember. Start a prayer journal. Write down the stories of the work of God in your life. In those moments, we think, how could I ever forget this? But we do. 
We do. And then as you write them down, pray those things back to him. God, you have saved me. God, you answered my prayers in this way. God, you were there when I needed you. Worship your heavenly Father through the stories of his presence in your own life, in your family's life, in the people around you. Because our God is alive here, now, today, and we worship a God who still moves, who still speaks, who still saves, who still heals, who still transforms. We praise a God who will still bring all things under his control. Because he is God and he's faithful. God is inviting you to pray. To praise him and bring him worship and prayer because he is good. Because it sets everything in its proper place. He has given you the words to use and he has revealed himself in your own life and all around you. Do you see it? This week, pray Psalm 145 with me. And let's see and allow God to set our lives in order and show us who he is. Let's pray together. Father God, we do declare these things together today. God, you are good. God, you are powerful. God, you are beautiful. God, you are in control. Your grace and your mercy overwhelm us. Your holiness is beyond compare. God, we invite your kingdom here. Your will be done. God, your name is holy. Father God, we thank you that we have your word, that you have given us the words. You have told us who you are. You have revealed yourself to us. And God, we thank you that we can pray these things to you. And God, we thank you that as we do, your spirit moves in our lives. God, we desire for things to be set in order again. We want to put you on your throne where you rightly belong. And we want to bow at your feet as we were created to do. We want to experience relationship with you, forgiveness and freedom. So God, we pray that you would speak this week. We pray as we pray through these things together, God, that you would reveal yourself. That we could experience who you are together. Father, bring someone into our life that we can share this journey with, God. That we can share the stories of what you are speaking, how you are working in prayers that we can be encouraged and care for one another. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen.